When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Georgie Parker joins us each and every Wednesday on the Sporting Goss. Now, Georgie, I've had this discussion this morning, and I'm sure you were across it. Are you a former Olympian or are you an Olympian? Do you know what? I actually wrote this in an email just before. <laughs> Jokingly, of course, you're never a former Olympian. That's like Correct. saying to someone, you're a former premiership player. You're either Correct. a premiership player or you're not. Correct. Um, and it's something I you feel like an absolute idiot when you feel like a real wanker when you say, oh, actually, I'm never a former Olympian. You can't say that. But it groans my gears because it's like a title you're given, just like a premiership player, just like a Brownlow medalist. You're one or you're not. So uh, who are you having this conversation with, Goss? Uh, just when we're going through the rundown today, and may yeah. I just say we can also uh, remind ourselves we shouldn't say former Olympian. We should just say Olympian, but we probably don't need to swear. <laughs> oh, did I swear? What did I say? Oh, did you swear? Did I? Oh. Oh. No, I didn't. Um, did I? Georgie, <laughs> what it, did I it's, say? Just, it's just like a second language. It is, but what did I say? I'm I very much apologise to the listeners out there. If you swear, go don't say listeners. Just we'll just go with listener, okay? Just ease up on the (laughs) mum. I'm sorry for swearing (laughs) on the collective. Uh, Georgie, a big moment. Now we are 15 minutes away. You'll get back over the tape. You'll find it on the podcast. 15 minutes away, and this will be the first time. And Simon Miller, who is the leading trainer in WA. Big the mayor of Subiaco, good mate of mine. We had him on because the races have been washed out across the road here at Belmont. And he said he was staggered to know that there has not been one Victorian jockey who's ridden 100 Metro winners in Melbourne. Brett Preble, 99.5. But today, in 14 minutes, the barriers could come down because Jamie Carr is riding the $2.20 favourite Murrumbidgee River. Yes, she is, and it's absolutely massive um, for female jockeys especially. Um, It is bizarre that it's happened all around the country, just not in Melbourne. I guess Melbourne's got a very strong racing culture. Um, Not that it's not strong everywhere else, but I think Melbourne is the home of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yes, it'd be the first person, first person, male or female, to to break that 100 record. It's huge, and I just hope we haven't put a monkey on her back. She's racing in three favourites, I think, today. She's got eight races on the day she's already um missed out on one one strike already so i hope we haven't put a monkey on her back for the day because you know we've already printed out like print ads that she's got to be doing it today so (laughs) fingers crossed oh but it'll be absolutely massive because you think of you know you just need to go and watch michelle payne's movie what's that one called what's a movie called just about how yeah, that's it. Just the things that they have to had to go through. You know, you read up these things. They didn't get change rooms. They had to get changed in a broom closet and all these things that they had to overcome as females mm. in this very much male-dominated sport. So it's absolutely massive for her to have this achievement. And I guess what 
what is coming from this is a lot of these jockeys just want to say, we just want to be called jockeys, just like I want to be called an athlete yeah. or wanted to yep. be called an athlete, not a female yep. athlete. We don't yep. need to have that on there. So I think that's what's going to be changed in the perception that females can ride these beautiful horses and strong horses yeah. and just ride it just as well. That's incredible. Well, in, it, yeah, and in the past, um, and it's only just happened in more recent times where we've actually mm. taken out the Ms. MS to differentiate between male and female. We don't put Mr. for a male jockey. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, so exactly. looking at the form guides now, we've got like, so say so let's just go last race at Sandown in Melbourne today. They've got Alana Kelly, Madison Lloyd, Jamie Carr, Carlene Heffel. Um, you know, and and they don't have Ms., which I think is absolutely fantastic. And, and finally getting on the same page. But one thing's for sure, female jockeys are fast becoming the big imprint in the game, in particular in WA. The best apprentices and the largest number of apprentice jockeys in Western Australia are female. I love that. And you, I mean, you know more about racing than I do, but I think, you know, from what I know, they add a different element to it. It's that every jockey has their strengths. So you've got to go on what their strengths are, not necessarily yep. what their gender is, um, right. as you should with any job. And um, so it's great to see. And it's, it's exciting. You know, she's an Adelaide born girl and she's going to go over, been over here in Melbourne for a few years and, and taking it by storm and it's hot property. She's doing so well, clearly hundred races and, you know, great eight jockey. races on the card today. So Great jockey. Yeah, it works in, it works in partnership with her uh, boyfriend, who's Clayton Douglas, who uh, has a dual licence. He's a jockey and also a trainer, and they work in tandem together. Brilliant. Hey, Ooh, speaking great. of tandem, coaching succession plans, we've got another Ooh. one coming with Sam Mitchell. What a segue. And, what a yeah, segue. Thank you. I know. Hey, hey, you should listen to the show more often. There's plenty of damn good segues, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, former TV guy, I am. Um, just remember, just remember that yeah. we've got that succession plan, and that's not the, it's not the first one. But have they worked in the past and does this one have a bit of a smell about it already? Yeah, uh, I, I don't like them. I don't like, I don't like the thought of um, – it's essentially a breakup date, isn't it? Like, what's yeah. he going to learn off of Clarko in the next year that he hasn't already learned from? He's been there for a long time, Sam Mitchell. And don't forget, he, was, he played under him as well. So yep. what is in the next year is he going to learn from him? Um, it's interesting to note that he actually isn't going to be an assistant coach of the AFL team. He'll be the head of development and the VFL coach. Um, so he's still going to have a head coaching role um, mm. where he can then, I guess, implement his own game plan. Um, but it just doesn't sit with me. And I think it's been fast-tracked because of Collingwood, because I think Hawthorne was scared that Sam Mitchell would leave the club and I think they've invested so much time into him. They don't want him to leave. Mm. He's a four-time premiership player. He is um, clearly an incredible coach and what I'm reading about him, I don't know him, but what I'm reading about him is that he was never part of that boy clubby, um, football clubby mentality. He's always a little bit distant, which works in his favour as a coach because it means you're not going to get caught up in those kind of playing relationships. So I think he's going to be a great head coach, um, but I just don't like the thought of it. It's not worked in the it no, like, it ha- look at Essendon, well, look at Collingwood. Yeah, I think it worked at Essendon. I disagree with people on that. I think I think the the optics of the Essendon one didn't work. I don't, you know, with John and Ben, but you know, with, I think it's worked now. I think the dust has settled. I don't think John John didn't John didn't leave on bad terms. He he left transitioning the football club out of their peptide dramas. Yeah. Difficult time for the footy club. You know, John's a very, very uh, unemotional type of guy. He worked alongside Ben Rutten. He empowered Ben Rutten. He handed over to Ben Rutten. He's still got great relationships with a lot of the playing group. Everyone said, oh, well, you played Darcy Parrish in the forward pocket and didn't play him. Well, Ben Rutten was a part of that too. 
Ben Rutten was a part yeah. of those decisions too. So, I mean, it's not all about John, but the Collingwood one didn't work, but that was never going to work. That was forced upon Mick Malthouse. What I will oh. say, and, and, and I don't know, you're there. You're in the capital, right? You're in the footy capital. Yep. Is the I'm vibe, Georgie, is the, <laughs> is the vibe that Clarkson, albeit he said yesterday he won't be walking out, that will be up to Hawthorne to decide whether he stays or goes. You cannot tell me that Collingwood wouldn't be knocking on the door of his manager right now saying, hey, if we offer you the job and we go to Hawthorne and Hawthorne let you go on your terms and don't have a gardening 12 months uh, part of your contract where you can't coach for 12 months because you're under contract till the end, do you think you'd take the job? He would have to go to Collingwood, wouldn't he? he, The thing with Clarko is that he just wants to be a head coach. He doesn't yeah. want to be second fiddled anyway. He doesn't want to be head of development anywhere. No. He no. wants to be a head coach because that is his role. Some players, some coaches are better in those assistant roles than they are head coach. He's not. He needs that control and he's yep. always needed that control. Um, and so he, he, why wouldn't he look anywhere else? I don't think he's ready to leave the game. And, and he's been top of the game for so long. Mm. And you think of just all the people that, uh, top of the game now. Where have they come from? They've come from Clarko's factory. So I, you'd be stupid as a club not to go and approach him, especially if look at your Carltons and your Collingwoods who are needing coaches. You'd be stupid if you weren't to him. And I guess in terms of him, um, in a selfish point of view, he wants to be a head coach. So why wouldn't he go as well? Um, so it's a really interesting landscape of coaches over here. And um, he wouldn't be under fire after two years if they're not performing well. He would be given as much time as he wants as well, Clarko. Yep, well, it'll be interesting to see where yep. that all gets played out. Uh, yeah. We're running a little bit short of time, but we've been good so far. But I want to talk to you just quickly. Uh, the the, yep. the NRL players who had the parte and the one's been sacked, $800,000, <laughs> lost his job, fine 50, and now he's all very apologetic and he cried on the telly. It's, it just seems silly that it's just constant. Have they not, do they just not learn? It's just this, you know, conveyor belt learning for them everything they learn they just drops off it just seems like something especially now where athletes are given this special privilege to be able to play when a lot of industries are down to travel when a lot of people can't travel to see their family and they go and do just these dumb things this invincibility and um that these young men i guess are playing and benji marshall has spoken out and he said needs to take into account how it affects everyone else as players we have the ability to talk to each other to stop those things from happening and as a team don't let the rules be broken eventually it's going to affect more people than us and it's a selfish act so we need more people like that within the team um but you need them from some of the younger players who need to be stepping up and not waiting to hear from these greats to say it and it's frustrating to see um and clearly the afl had their own problems last year as well you need things sydney stack last year and some of the the, some some things that he was doing um and it's just a silly thing to see in such a um an environment at the moment where people are angry and locked up and cooped up and want to be angry at something it's just silly so silly hey good on you georgie gotta go got news uh, bearing down on us Uh, and we'll do you on monday are you coming over Oh, hopefully i'm a bit bit nervous just about the borders but hopefully because the borders are now opened but okay Let's see, because, I mean, Gilly wants to swap over here and go into the snow, so we might do yeah. a little tag team at the airport. Oh, High five, like yes. Okay. <laughs> High five at the airport. Well, oh, I, you, yeah. <laughs> you might want to check the replay and find out what you did say. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Georgie Parker, each and every Monday and Wednesday on the Gillian Goss and Sporting Goss. 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.